Hey, how you doing? I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson. It is the 6th of December. This is day six of Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar 24 daily podcast to take you right up to Christmas as I look to see if it is possible for me to ever love Christmas again like I did back in my younger days. Today I've come to Warwick Way in Pimlico, just across the uh, river from where I grew up, an area very close to my heart because it was around here and Victoria and Belgravia that I spent many of my holidays as a kid. My mum worked around here for very wealthy people as a cleaner, like 99% of Spanish women of that era who came to London. And uh, my sister and I, with few family holidays, would have to go with her to her work. I still remember the 118 bus which used to run through my old neighbourhood back in the day, crossing Vauxhall Bridge that first time in the summer of 78. I was mesmerised by the Thames. It gave me a love for the river that's never really gone away. And if anything, a deep hankering for living just on the other side of the river. I'm standing outside uh, the hotel now that I've come here to talk about. Not for too long, hopefully, as it's raining today and it's pretty cold. This hotel occupies an important place in my life for all the wrong reasons, really. And uh, today, the 6th of December, is especially significant for me. The summer of 2010 was a massive turning point for me in my life. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. My TV writing career was on the slide. My then relationship was dying. I lost the day job I took to make money. Now that the writing money had stopped coming in. And the fire had led to me living in this hotel for the second half of the year. Easily the worst decision I've ever made in my life. And one that would cost me everything I had left. Including my head I ought to say I just couldn't grab a win from anywhere I recorded my first ever podcast here at this hotel it calls itself a hotel it was really a bed and breakfast and uh, I recorded my first show here with Mickey Boyd who in a rare show of commitment turned up 17 Thursday nights in a row with his little fold-up chair to record with me in room 11 the hotel's cameras would pick up a bald man turning up regular as clockwork every Thursday evening it probably looked a little suspicious. The shower here was awful, the worst I've ever experienced, little more than a drip. The heating was regularly busted. I had to take extra bedding when the maids were finished for the day. I'd go and see the young guy man in reception in the evenings. He showed little interest in my situation. Instead, he'd uh, tell me about his dental brace, for which he was being treated in Budapest, as it was far cheaper. He'd show me a DVD his orthodontist had given him and I'd sit down there with him because reception was warmer than room 11. The DVD was a projection of how his teeth would finally align. I think this young man's orthodontal treatment planted a seed in my head and three years later I too would get a brace though my orthodontist was in Putney rather than Budapest. Up on the first floor from where I'm standing I can see my old balcony, the Christmas lights are wrapped around it like they were in 2010 from the middle of October. I remember the lights just illuminated my room at night and I couldn't sleep so I fashioned rather creatively an eye mask from the worn away gusset of a pair of old boxers to keep the lights out. 
The reason I've come here today, though, is because in the early hours of the 6th of December 2010, I woke up in my tiny single bed in a cold, heaterless room, unable to move. For the first time in my life, my chaotic approach to things had finally caught up with me. I could see that morning with a clarity I'd never had before that everything I was striving to do with my life, the dreams, the people I'd loved, everything had gone. I had nothing. I'd made too many bad decisions. I'd never ever before felt that or since, thankfully. I never forgot that morning. It took me a couple of years to process and understand it and to move on without it crippling me. What I also remember from that day is... I knew Christmas was just around the corner. I had nowhere to go, but I knew I couldn't wake up in the hotel on Christmas Day. Not a day of such significance. The way things were, I don't think I'd have been able to deal with that. I think that's how I knew Christmas, despite years of keeping it at arm's length, still meant something to me. The race to get out of the hotel was on. It is weird being back here, I have to say. It's been a while, but made so many changes since I was here. Lead such a different life. It was the right time to come back and see this. Every day I open a door to my advent calendar, much like I did in the old days. If you're listening to this on iTunes, then visit holdfastnetwork.com where you'll be able to see the pictures behind the doors each day. Behind today's door is a sponge. It's Christmas 2009. The TV writing career is starting to unravel very quickly following the collapse of my biggest TV commission to date. The recession was starting to bite hard. I was sampling basic range food for the first time and I'd made my move into SW8, a postcode that has become close to my heart over the years. I was living there with a friend. It soon became apparent to me that I was living in a hard water area. It was hard to work up a lather in the mornings before work, whether in the bath or shower, and this was frustrating me. The collapse of the TV deal meant I'd returned to -to 9-to-5 office work for the first time in years. Several people close to me had passed away in a very strange 14-month period, and I'd broken my foot too, and uh, I was hobbling around everywhere. It was a test in time. I wasn't coping well. I've not got a great history with 9-to-5 work. Sackings have been a regular part of my life. I've been escorted out of buildings on several occasions. Some think my limited range of facial expressions lends itself well to. And this job was also giving me problems. I think they began in part aside from the fact that I didn't want to be there because the woman training me on my first week kept scratching her scalp and said to me in passing that she hoped she hadn't caught head lice from her daughter. I don't understand to this day how someone could say that and not think it's going to get someone worried. I remember immediately pulling my chair away. I could barely focus on the training. I was thinking about what I would do if I caught head lice off this woman. If she had them, would I shave my hair off? I couldn't go to a barber's 
to do that, not with head lice. I'd have to use my own clippers, but would I then be able to use the clippers again? My fear of head lice is why having kids would be a problem for me. I'm just not cut out for lice. My friends with kids tell me kids catch anything once they go to nursery. I'd have to be earning enough to put my children through home private tuition. They'd have no friends. I struggled to adapt to the job. I was rapidly losing respect for myself. I was truculent. I kept getting into trouble. I ended up facing a disciplinary three days before Christmas in 2009. As much as I disliked the job, I knew I couldn't afford to lose it. And I knew in that climate, I was lucky to even have a job. My boss, one of the guys who knew what was going on in my life, he went out to bat for me that day, when really I ought to have been out on my ear. As we waited upstairs for me to be called in by the panel, we made some small talk. I mentioned how I was struggling with my bathing. I can't seem to work up a lather, I told him. Sounds like you might be in a hard water area, he said matter-of-factly. Have you got a sponge? No. Get yourself a sponge. A sponge? Trust me, get yourself a sponge. Somehow I hung on to the job for a few more months, enough to get myself an overpriced flat early in 2010 right behind my beloved Portuguese cafe on South Lambeth Road. I got myself a sponge too and never again struggled to lather myself up in the shower. When I sponge myself every morning, I think back to that work disciplinary before Christmas 2009 and the good boss who protected a member of his team who simply wasn't up to the job. I've never forgotten what he did for me. Let's do this again tomorrow. Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar is a Holdfast Network production. Visit holdfastnetwork.com or download the show on iTunes. For more of Daniel's work, visit 1607westegg.wordpress.com and you can follow him on Twitter at 1607westegg.